Buckeye Nation, and welcome to Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. And we are coming to you for our Minnesota pregame. And uh, I'm pretty excited about this game. It starts at uh, 4 o'clock p.m. on Big Ten Network this Saturday, dude. And the season is coming close to an end, man. It's kind of it, it's kind of sad uh, that we're we're out of football here soon. But also, I'm pretty happy because this is the juiciest part of the year. And we're getting ready to see some really meaningful games coming up. What say you, Mr. Davis? Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know what it is, but it's not that I'm not excited about the game. I'm always excited about an Ohio State game, but this one is just in a weird spot for me because I I really hope the team isn't doing it, but I'm looking forward so much to the following weekend that I've got to try to find a way to stay in the moment. But, you know, I, I am excited. I, I've not gotten too much into Minnesota. I mean, my first uh, experience with Minnesota this year was – uh, them losing to Northwestern in overtime, which killed your prop bet when I was in town uh, that weekend when we played Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we had, they have a like opponent with uh, Michigan played them at their place and beat them 52 to 10. So I think there's kind of the bar, I think, since we've really been comparing. But really, honestly, at this point, it doesn't matter. I mean, we just need to basically get out of here with a W, which I'm not anticipating being an issue, and hopefully stay healthy and be ready for next weekend. I agree, man. I, I think that people that need rest are going to get it. Um, and I think that uh, we're going to see a lot of faces on Saturday, uh, similar to like we did last week. Um, that's why, you know, me and Davis, you know, you'll find out here soon. But we had a heck of a time coming up with prop bets. I think that's kind of nestled in the back of everybody's mind uh, coming into this game. And uh, to be honest with you, man, you know, Minnesota's just not been that impressive all year long. I mean, they do have a signature win over Iowa, I guess, if you want to call that a signature win. Um, it was a ranked win. Um, but, you know, they're a 500 team, kind of ho-hum uh, a little bit. Uh, but I will say this, dude, they're a pretty balanced team. You know, I was looking at their stats a little bit. They're pretty balanced as far as, um, uh, you know, running and passing plays. Um, pretty much even down the board, man. Uh, you know, nothing really stands out to me, dude. I just think that uh, Ohio State uh, needs to try to, I guess, hone in some of the skills that it's been developing the last couple of weeks and build off them. And then we need to keep everybody healthy, dude. I think the name of the game is health. And, you know, I, I hate to sound so boring saying that, but th- that's the truth. I agree. Um, I mean, obviously, we don't play Minnesota every year because that's a crossover on the West Division. But uh, I think we beat Minnesota the last 10 straight times. Uh, it's probably even more than that going back. Um, the one that stands out in my mind most is that 2014 uh, JT Barrett game in the snow when he ran that like 80 yard touchdown. Um, but you know, Minnesota is one that, you know, I I did kind of have a little bit of an eye on at the beginning of the season, but after seeing, you know, over the last 10 weeks, I, I, my, I'm at 0% concern for this weekend and I don't anticipate this team to overlook them. I mean, that's not a Ryan day thing to happen. I mean, urban might've had that happen in the past a few times, but Ryan day continues to beat the teams he's always supposed to beat. So I'm putting my trust in that, that he'll have the team ready. He'll have them fired up. And one thing that's going to help us out, it's senior day at the stadium. So, you know, there's going to be some players that are going to get their last uh, attempt to ever play in the shoe. And I really think that we're going to come out energized, ready to go. So like you said, my main worry going into this is can we keep the key players healthy? Absolutely, man. And like I said, this is not a juggernaut of a team. You know what I mean? They're averaging 22.5 points a game and, you know, averaging, you know, right around, I don't know. 
150 to 160 yards, both through the air and on the ground. Uh, not historic numbers, dude. Um, and, but one of the most impressive things about Minnesota, dude, to be honest with me, is, you know, all year long we've been talking about third and fourth down uh, per- completion percentages. Um, they're 85% on fourth down, dude. That's phenomenal. Yeah, they're number one in the country in that stat. And uh, I think they do a lot of that tush-push play. Um, that's, you know, that's something they've stuck with. They did with on Brokeback and- Mountain. How'd that work out? I don't know if they came out with a sequel, so I'd say yeah. it probably probably stopped and ended there. I was didn't gonna it? say, dude, God, man, I dude, I tee you up with the, just such a gold comeback to something like that, and just nothing, just nothing. All right, I'll be ready for the next one. I don't know what to tell you, dude. I, I'm, it's been hell trying to get get us together for this episode. We just had a million things going on, so, um, but yeah, man, I. Let's break this down a little bit, and I, we're not really going to focus a lot on Minnesota. I mean, all right, there was just two guys on this mountain. Okay, what were their names? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jake Jake Gyllenhaal Jake and Gyllenhaal. who else? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, go ahead. Let's break it down. So, offensively, what are you wanting to see in this game, or what are you expecting to see in this game for you to call this a success? Now, obviously, at this point in the season, we're not worried about style points or anything, but we still want the team to look good. We want them to keep improving. And what do you think against Minnesota for you is going to look like a success this weekend? To be honest, just take care of the ball. Um, I think we should probably open up the playbook a little bit, maybe try some stuff that we're not used to running against big-time teams. But other than that, I hate to sound like a diva when I say this, but I can't really be impressed this week. I can't. We should beat them. We should beat them handily. Kyle McCord should pick this uh, defense apart. He shouldn't. It shouldn't be an issue. So I can't really tell you right now if if I consider what would happen this Saturday as progression or not. Um, I think we need to keep the status quo, keep everybody fresh. But, dude, I'm sorry. Kyle McCord is not going to win me over. He is not going to make a believer out of me until he does it here in two weeks. He's got to do it in two weeks, bud, if he wants me to believe. That's all I got to say. I mean, seriously, that, that's it. It has to be in two weeks from now. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think for me, and yes, I understand what you're saying because of the opponent. It doesn't matter the score we put up. We could win 62 to nothing, and that's not going to feel any different than like 35 to 10. Okay, so um, let me ask you this before we go on because it's something I was going to bring up, but you actually alluded to it yourself. Do you think that last week taking our foot off the gas in that game cost us the number one spot in the country. Now, I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying there is a sentiment out there that that's possible. No, no, because I, I think the committee was trying to find a reason to put Georgia back at number one. But could they um, have if we would have won 62 to three? No, I don't think it would have mattered. I don't think it would have mattered. I don't mattered. know, man. I'm kind of a little bit... I'm a little bit torn on that, dude. Somebody brought it up. Well, any anyone watching that game and these committee members should be watching that game saw it was 35 to three at the half, and obviously at that point we call the dogs off, and it is what it is. Well, let me you ask know, you this: Would we have gotten into the playoffs if we hadn't beat Wisconsin as bad as we did? But that was a different scenario. We had to get style points. But at if that, we'd have won 35-3, would we have gotten? In? Probably not. Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like. It at least begs the question, doesn't it? I mean, I don't think that that's impossible. My 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 guess would be no, that I don't think that made the difference, us only beating them 38-3 to compared to 63-0. Um, 
I think it could have helped, but realistically, I just feel like the committee was trying to find a way to put Georgia back at one. I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard to to like throw aside what the last two seasons have been as much as much as you try to take some of that human element out of it. I mean, essentially, that's what the committee is. It's all human element. And to overlook a team that hasn't lost in the last what, what what's George's winning streak up to now? What, 25? It doesn't matter. They're, they're winning like that. up to 10 in my mind. 10. Well, it should be. Right. It should be. However, that's I guarantee that stuff creeps into the committee's mind, and they were trying to find a way to get them up to number one. Um, I don't – again, I don't care. I really don't care. It doesn't bother me that we dropped to two. As a matter of fact, if anything, I think it's a good thing for Ohio State. Um, sometimes it makes me nervous that we are at number one sometimes because then the players can get full of themselves and – you know, I don't worry about the coaching staff, but I worry about sometimes about the players, you know, maybe dropping even after, you know, beating a team handily might keep their eyes on the prize and be like, hey, you know, we still have everything in front of us. But we, we got to show each week because a 35 point win and we still dropped a spot, you know, and I I don't necessarily agree with, you know, dropping. But at the same time, I don't know how much we honestly believe that Ohio State really, truly was the number one team in the country to begin with. So I guess maybe that's more the reason why I don't have a problem with it. But I guess more if you actually sit here and explain it out, maybe I do have a little bit more of a problem with Ohio State dropping simply on last week's performance alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I, I'm not saying I disagree with the committee on this. I, I kind of do feel like, you know, Georgia is probably the rightful owner of that number one spot at this point. But it's it's the fact that they moved us. You know, in years past, dude, it's taken an act of Christ himself to have somebody unseated from a number one when they win. When they especially, continue to especially win. Especially an SEC team. Exactly. Like, so if you win and you win handily and you're ranked number one, like, it, it takes a lot to get jumped. But it didn't take anything for us to get jumped. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted, I wondered, like, in your opinion, like I said, dude, if we would have actually blown them out of the water and never let off the gas, do you think it would have changed? Because to be honest, dude, I think it would be harder for them to do it i really I do agree. If, if yeah, I agree. That, yeah i agree if kyle came out and threw for five touchdown passes 400 yards trey had 150 yards rushing two tds marv had four touchdowns and it was just a shit show of you know just ridiculous stats then yes i think that that we probably would have stayed at number one because it would have been like the most dominant performance of the season but it would have taken something like that i think to probably keep us at number one but again, none of that really does matter. It doesn't, um, but it does. And let me tell you why. Just real quick before you go on. It does matter because, dude, if we have learned anything from being in and out of the CFP, is that seeding really does matter, dude. Who we play in round one really does matter. Because you well, can get a distinct advantage by having yeah. somebody else have to face a juggernaut first. Somebody else has to play Georgia first, and they got a chance to knock them off before you even have to get I get that. that. I, okay, so yeah, I, I, I'm not saying the rankings don't matter. I'm just saying at this point, I don't think it's a, as critical who's one, who's two. Because you still have games in front of you that can dictate really who is one and two. And then we can make that argument. Because Agreed, obviously, I just want to see it from number one. We haven't seen it there. And I well, I, I think it's a, I think it's an honest take to at least say that the gap between Georgia and Ohio State is razor thin in the committee's mind, because if Ohio State was truly number one for the first two weeks and then they switched Georgia, it couldn't have been all of a sudden. Well, OSU just dropped the ball and we really believe that Georgia is that massively better. You know, 
I, I think, think it's there's just an offense. It's got to be right. So I th- I think it's it's still razor thin, which means those could flip flop depending upon matchups. And especially before championship Saturday, if we take care of business in two weeks, we're going to go right back up to number one. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know if we can be overtaken at that point because we will then have the best win. And that'll still be a better win, in my opinion, than probably Georgia beating Alabama. I mean, it could. I don't know. I'm interested to see how that goes because it will be. It'll it'll it will be the best win of any team in the top four. It will be the best win. And with the resume that we already have, especially with them putting us up at number one to begin the CFP for the first few weeks, if we take care of business, we should be the number one team. I really honestly believe that. Now, do I think that we're better in Georgia? I'm not going to sit here and say that, but deserving of the number one spot, I think we would get it. See, now I think they're going to say that our resumes are too similar. Now, they, they may jump us. They may no, put us ahead after we I beat mean, Michigan. If, but I think if you still look at the Georgia, ESPN analytics, Georgia is still down on uh, strength of record and well, strength of schedule. Then why are they ranked number one? Um, again, I just You're saying, look at the analytics and we're not, and we're winning the analytics. So why would they be number one? And what makes you think that after they beat Alabama, they wouldn't be number one based on that? Uh, that's an argument for another day. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I understand. Where Buddy, you're I like from. holes, bud. Oh, I God. like holes with rabbits in them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with that part of it. All right. We, we got way off topic here, but that's let's okay. get That's back. what we do. Welcome yeah, to God right. in the eye. Well, I want to, I want to get back to what do I want to see this weekend from Comic Accord, um, or from this offense that makes me feel like it's, it's a success. And I know you said it's going to be difficult to do just because of the opponent we're playing. And it could be some more fool's gold just because of a weaker opponent that we're playing. But one thing that I want to continue to see is Kyle McCord continue to look comfortable, um, to continue to take care of the ball, make good decisions, get, you know, start pushing the ball down the field more. And most importantly, I want to see his accuracy because I don't care how good or how bad of an opponent you play. Um, I don't care how wide open Marv may be or how tight the coverage is. Um, if he can drop it in the basket and put it where it needs to be, then I'm going to see that improvement regardless of the opponent. So I really I want to watch Kyle McCord uh, improve this weekend just based upon the way he looks. You know, is he getting more comfortable uh, is, is he more timely with his passes? Is he putting better touch on the ball? Uh, is he getting it further downfield? I mean, over the last handful of weeks, uh, he's actually improved his, uh, you know, yards per pass or yards per attempt. Um, and hopefully we start continuing to see him stretch that out a little bit more because when it comes to Michigan, we can't just expect to dink and dunk the entire game and expect, expect, you know, massive success in that game. You're going to have to take shots. And in doing so, you're going to have to see his accuracy improve, kind of like it was last week. So I hope he has a really accurate, high statistical weekend, and that would give me more comfort for next week. Yeah, I can agree. Well, dude, let's go through uh, let's go through the prop bets and uh, scores and everything for this game because uh, you know the last couple minutes of this episode, I think we need to talk about Mr. Hairball. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we need to mention much on defense other than same thing. I'm, we just want to keep them healthy. I, I feel like they're going to play well. I mean, my expectation is to keep uh, keep Minnesota at 14 points or less. I mean, you know, any, anything like that I still feel like is a success. But, you know, realistically, I don't think we need to mention too much about the defense. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to touch on before we move on to those? No, because I hate to be boring this week, guys, but it's health. Rest who needs rested. 
get some young guys in there and get some get some experience, and that's it. You know, let's get through this game and let's roll on. Before we move on, let me ask you this. So how do you handle knowing that Lathan Ransom's out and Josh Proctor is kind of the key spot? He hasn't been he hasn't played the last couple games, but we really need him back in that role. Uh, And even Sonny Styles can kind of fill into that mix a little bit. How much do you really want them playing this game to continue to be prepared for Michigan? Or how much do you, is it important that they be healthy, but maybe coming into the Michigan game a little bit rusty? Because, you know, Sonny hasn't played that safety spot as much. He's played a little bit closer, uh, more up in the box a bunch of times or in the slot, um, things like that. You know, how how important is it or what kind of balance should there be to sure up that safety role this weekend, but also – Worried about since we're already kind of getting thin a little bit there, uh, the importance of keeping them healthy. So how would you balance that? I don't take much risk at all. If Proctor's really that banged up, um, if that's where we're at, if Styles is banged up, dude, I think we play the younger guys, play the underclassmen, man. Very few. I understand what you're saying about Russ, but uh, you know, Russ don't matter if you don't only have one leg. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just saying, like, give him a series or two. Um, if you need to just keep him fresh, just keep him in the game that I, I understand that after that, dude, sit on the bench, dude, and get ready for next week. I'm saying we, we, cause I think we all agree here, man. I hate to sound cocky and like a butthole about it, but I'm just saying we can beat Minnesota on, on second team all day long. I'm not worried about it. So let those guys play, man. Let's rest everybody. The last thing I want to hear on the Michigan morning at 10 o'clock AM is that we're missing half the defense and half the offense. I don't want that. I want Harbaugh. I want – well, we won't get him fully. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I want them. I want them in full go. I want best on best. That's what I want, dude. And and I won't have it any other way. So I'm saying let's rest who we got to rest, man. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm more in that boat as well. I think it's a lot more important that, you know, you can use that week of practice in the last – the next couple weeks of practice to really try to get them prepared for that game. But ultimately, the most important thing is getting out of Minnesota healthy like we've mentioned. So I agree, you know, especially at the safety role, um, we need to protect that spot because uh, it's not that, you know, I'm that worried about J.J. McCarthy's downfield passing. He hasn't really shown it that much this year. But that's still an important part of our back seven that has really kind of helped identify what our defenses look like, especially, you know, not just in the passing game, but in the running game. You know, the safety role, if you think Lathan Ransom's had several sacks or several tackles for losses, he's helped uh, out in the run game. And that's going to be a key part, especially against Michigan. So I agree. I think, you know, if they're healthy to play and they're good to go, give, give them the first half. Keep it simple. Don't do anything crazy. Tell them no massive hits. Don't knock yourself out. Don't target. Don't do anything stupid that's going to get you suspended for the first half of the Michigan game. That's the other thing. We need to play, you know, not just safe but smart and not do that's anything stupid. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, whatever it takes to make this as easy of a win as possible on our team and keeping us healthy is the most important thing. Okay. Let's get these prop bets going. All right. So uh, our current um, – I forget what the overall total is, but all I know is I'm leading by two, and we – if I don't know. We, we never officially established when this ends. Uh, typically, it's been through the Michigan game, but uh, I think we need to at least make it official now. Are we going to end for the Michigan game, or are we going to, if we win, also include it for the Big Ten championship game? 
I got to be honest. I think it should go until we don't play anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? It ends. Is that that, that because you're down by two right now? It surely is. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. (laughs) I have zero issue running that until we don't play no more. So it will include. I'm talking about all the way through the natty. If we play for the natty, we're prop betting it. Absolutely. I'm okay. I'm completely cool with that. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. I cannot remember, but I'm pretty sure we did not include the postseason last year. I know uh, we didn't. No, we didn't do the Georgia game. We, we pretty much ended with the Michigan game and we didn't have the Big Ten championship game. So we ended with it there. But to be honest, you were down by like you were you were so far behind at that point that it didn't matter if we included the postseason. Now, this year. You know, it, it's a different story. It's a it's a tight race coming down to the end. So let's I'm run. Still, it. I'm still saying a Buddhist about it. Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> he's like, well, he's like, I'm seeing a Buddhist about it. He's like, well, he's like, I got a back problem. He's like, I'm seeing a, remember whatever it is, whatever his name is about it, and it's got a lot of vowels in his name. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Vince Vaughn? No, I have no. Vince see, Vaughn, Wedding nor, Crashers. Well, normally I get your references, but this one I'm completely lost on. Oh, so I'm dude. just enjoying listening to you struggle trying it's, to figure this one out. You know, after the football game? After the football game and wedding crashers. Yeah, when he like takes door. takes yeah he takes the massive hit. Yeah, and he's like they're sitting at the dinner table. He's like yeah, he's like I'm seeing a Buddhist about it. I got anger problems. I'm seeing a Buddhist. He's like well I got a back problem and I'm seeing a ther- or a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I recall, man. I recall. All right, so prop bets this week. Uh, here's the three. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride on this one for probably a few weeks. Hopefully, you know he he comes through. But uh, will Emeka Abuka get a touchdown this week? And I say yes. I'm sticking with it. Chad says no again. Uh, next one, Travion Henderson. We're setting his total touchdowns in this game at one and a half. I'm gonna take the under, uh, just because uh, I'm taking a guess. You know, uh, I don't know. Trey really hasn't had that many games where he's had two or more touchdowns, so I think odds are better in my favor, but. Based upon the opponent, I mean, he he could easily have a couple. I mean, he last time he played Minnesota a couple years ago, I mean, he went nuts. So that's completely possible. But I'm going to take Trey one touchdown or less, and you're going two or more. And then finally, will our defense get a turnover? You say yes, and I'm going to say no. Um, I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that we're talking about you know, not playing too crazy this game, playing safe, trying to keep people healthy and obviously get a lot of backups in so our starters can get uh, a ton of rest and be prepared for next weekend. So that is our three prop bets uh, for this game and score predictions. This is where it gets tough, dude. Um, I'm hoping for a fast start again because I'd like to see that uh, that trend continue. Um, So I'm hoping it looks, uh, to be honest, I hope it looks just like last week. I hope we come out. Score a bunch in the first half and kind of slow it down. Uh, you know, let some people get some time in, let some other people get some rest. And I say we score a little bit, but not a lot in the second half. So I am calling it, uh, I'm going to go 42, 13 bucks. That's pretty close to what I'm thinking. Um, you know, I'm having a hard time calling Ohio State over 40 points because they should have easily done it last week and they just completely called the dogs off and especially knowing the game that we're going to have next I don't anticipate much difference you know if we can get control of this thing early the only reason we score over 40 points is if we somehow give up over 20 points to Minnesota and we feel the need to score a little bit more and I don't expect that to happen so I'm actually going to stick with uh, the exact same score that actually happened last week, and I'm going to say 
Okay. Dang, you're giving Minnesota nothing. Um, I think Minnesota is better than Michigan State, but also uh, PJ Fleck, you know, I, I think he understands this style of game, so he's going to take chances, which means I don't think he's going to be taking a ton of field goals. He might get one early, but after that, you know, instead of going for the field goal, he's going to be trying to go for it a lot. And our defense has held a lot of teams on fourth down. Uh, we've kept him out of the end zone and the red zone. And I feel like he's going to be taking some chances. So it's not three is not going to be necessarily indicative of how much Minnesota moves the ball. I think they'll move the ball decent. Um, but I think, you know, in regards to uh, how much they actually score, I, I'm I'm just going to say three. Now, would I put my would I bet my house on it? No, but I mean that I'm I'm kind of going more off of, I guess, maybe what I'd really like to see in this game. Um okay. Would I be disappointed if we give up 13 to Minnesota? No, absolutely not. I mean, you you look at the score Minnesota's put up on some of these other teams. It's, you know, what what's their lowest point total? 12? And that was actually a win against I Iowa. Know. I don't have it in front of me. Actually, yeah. I do have it well, in front I, of me. I, and uh, they scored 10 against Michigan. Okay, so that's their lowest. Um, Anything less than that is going to be stellar. Uh, 13's going to be good. 14's going to be good. Hell, 17 I wouldn't complain too terribly about. But, you know, we have yet to give up 17 is the most we've given up all year, and that was against Notre Dame. Or not Notre Dame, I'm sorry, uh, Maryland. So I'm expecting for it to be much of the same. Okay. Well, real quick, before we talk about the nasty team up north, uh, let's talk about our sponsor, uh, Additional Flavors. That's www.additionalflavors.com. I actually spoke to Craig today, and we are working on the uh, the details of uh, getting him on this podcast to do a little segment about his product and also about Ohio State football. We look forward to having him on. So I'm working on that. Hopefully that'll be done here in the next week or two. You know, we got a lot of time after this Michigan game in between then and a bowl game or a playoff game or whatever, Big Ten championship game, whatever we're going to do. There's plenty of time for a podcast left, so we're going to be working on that. But make sure you go to www.additionalflavors.com. Check out everything they got to offer there, spices, rubs, anything you can imagine for from poultry to chicken to – poultry is chicken, you idiot. Steak. Uh, you know, everything you, <laughs> that they got. Poultry. Chicken, fried chicken. It's like Forrest Gump. He's got shrimp stew, shrimp yeah. salad, shrimp and potatoes. Either way, man, it's good stuff. Check them out. www.additionalflavors.com. So make sure you do that. All right. So that team up north, Jim Harbaugh. Nasty. Go on. So they come out today, and Jim Harbaugh has dropped his appeal. Not his appeal, or at least the court case where he's going to try to get an injunction and a temporary restraining order against the Big Ten so he can make it back on the sidelines. And I mentioned this back when I told you uh, about the possibility of him being suspended, and then he will try to get uh, you know, that restraining order. He doesn't want to do that because when you start a court case like this and you do this stuff, I believe what that does is it opens that team up to discovery, which means anything and everything's on the table and people can be – uh, sworn under, you know, uh, you know, on the Bible. See, but, but this and, is with the Big Ten, though. That it's, it doesn't matter because the NCAA is going to discover everything. You know well, that. It, okay, but at the end of the day, I mean, they, they're dropping it. I don't know if they thought it was a losing cause or it would do more harm than good. Well, let me read um, the statement and 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 
tell me how you how you take this statement. And okay. you probably heard of it. Maybe the guys. Honestly, know, I have not read the statement. I'm just aware of it, but I've not really kept that much up because to be frank, I'm a little bit tired of hearing about it. But go ahead. Yeah. This morning, the university, Coach Harbaugh and the Big Ten resolved their pending litigation. The conference agreed to close its investigation and the university and Coach Harbaugh agreed to accept the three game suspension. Coach Harbaugh, with the university support, support decided to accept this sanction to return to the focus of our student athletes and their performance on the field. The conference has confirmed that it is not aware of any information suggesting Coach Harbaugh's involvement in the allegations. The university continues to cooperate fully with the NCAA's investigation. Now, how do you take that? Uh, sounds to me like Michigan said, all right, we'll stop fighting this, but we, you have to at least acknowledge the fact that we still continue to claim our innocence for Jim Harbaugh. That's part of the deal. And the other part of the deal is, okay, we take this now. And if we can get past Ohio state, then we will have Jim Harbaugh back for the postseason. If they were going to fight this, then that could potentially would have affected them in the postseason. So I think that, you know, and maybe it also helps seeing how successful the team played without him at Penn State, too. Um, that gives them a little more confidence uh, to not have Jim. Har- I mean, and let's be perfectly honest. You know, Jim Harbaugh is not a play caller. And how much of a big deal do you really think it is on game day? Because it, it's not like he's away from the team. He's coaching the team throughout the entire week. Like he's in contact with the team the entire week. It's Nothing's changed other than when game day happens, he's not on the sideline. So realistically, besides a few, a couple key moments where he might have some input, how much is really going to change without him there? See, I think it's chestnut checkers. I think that's exactly what it is. I chestnuts? Think that is chestnut checkers? Chestnut checkers. Chestnut checkers? Um, I think it's chess. And I think what's going on is basically I think that they've come into this situation knowing that if they were to fight this, more could be revealed. Or the Big Ten could dig deeper than they have, and they could impose more more problems. What I'm saying is, you know, the NCAA is not ruling after the season. You know that it's not going to happen. Right. I said it'd it's, be earliest would be February. Exactly. So you miss the Michigan game, okay, or the Ohio State game, okay. So what? But like you said, you're back for the postseason, and you know they're not going to act in time, dude. So you go ahead and take your stripe real quick, take take your little slap on the hand because that's all it is, and then you're back for the postseason. They obviously feel comfortable beating us. Now, whether or not, you know what I mean, like I kind of want to tell them to shove it right up their ass, but I'm just saying they feel comfortable beating us. They they feel like they can get through this and get to the postseason. And that's what I think they're doing here, man. I think this is chess, not checkers, because I think if they really were that hard up about it, they would have fought this. But I don't think they did because they realized the prize is bigger if they just go ahead and take it. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that's exactly what's happening. Um, I I'll be perfectly honest, and I know this is going to this might be. Uh, not a very popular opinion here, but I was really hoping that Jim Harbaugh would have been on the sideline for the Ohio state game. Me too. Because, um, you know, I'll take any advantage that Ohio state can get, but also I don't want to hear some bull crap. If we, if, and when we win this game that there's like an asterisk by like, Oh, that's not Jim Harbaugh's loss. He, He was suspended. He wasn't even there or, you know, uh, well, of course you beat us because, you know, and they'll come up with more excuses because that's all Michigan's done this year is come up with excuses. Uh, they, you know, excuses on why they ducked us in 2020 and the first time they beat us in, you know, 15 years and they're all of a sudden, you know, th- these big tough guys, not 15 years, but you know what I mean? 
Um, but all of a sudden there's these big tough guys and apparently all of a sudden you win one time and now our programs we like I'm just so sick and tired of this shit, uh from the last couple years. And if we beat you this season at your place with arguably what you what Michigan fans believe is their best team that they've had in a long time, if ever. And if we end up beat you on your own soil, whether you have your head coach or not, then you know, that's written in history. It's done. Like there is no asterisk, but I just don't want to hear all the bullshit that's going to come along with it. Now, the other part of it is this could potentially add a little extra pressure, not necessarily to Ohio State, but maybe more on Ryan Day because Ryan Day is already feeling the pressure from the last couple of years, right? And now what's it going to look like if Ryan Day can't win this game, especially without Jim Harbaugh on that sideline? He that's gonna look it. even. That's gonna look even worse. So doesn't that also add extra pressure now to Ryan Day to really make him feel like he's got to win this one? Yeah, because listen to this. Nobody's thinking about this, but this could be the last time you see Jim Harbaugh. This could be the last time we face Jim Harbaugh's team. He it's his last. It's, it's yeah. It's his last chance to not have a losing record against Jim Harbaugh. Because if yep. he wins this, he goes two and two against him. So hear this, Ohio. I should say Ohio. Buckeye Nation in whole. Okay. They shucked us the COVID oh, year. Are you back on the hole again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You and holes <laughs> and rabbits and stuff. <laughs> but anyway, they shucked us in the COVID year. Okay. Then they beat us two years in a row. Then we found out those two years that they beat us, they were allegedly cheating. Okay. So now they dodged us in one year and cheated two years. So this is the first year we get to beat them with all that animosity, with all that anger. And you know what, dude? I, it, it makes it a little bit less important to me that he's not standing there. Like, I want him there when we pull their pants down and spank them. I want him right there front and center. I want every tear to fucking soak into the earth when we beat them. I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, You know, I I would love to come. Michigan. That's my first <laughs> one in a while. I got to get it out. Go ahead. I would love to blow them out of the water and, you know, make it a boat race. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a grind fest. I mean, we're, you know, I know we're already starting to kind of get into it, but, dude, at this point, you know, for me, let's just get through this Saturday, man. But as soon as that game is over, it is officially going to be Michigan week. It is officially going to be marking out all the M's. Um, it is going to be all the history of the rivalry. I mean, it's the most magical week. It's Thanksgiving week. Dude, I'm just so excited for next week. I, I can't even stand it. And... You know, the nerves haven't hit me yet, but the more I really think about it and imagining going up to Ann Arbor and two most likely unbeaten teams, you know, number two, number three, playing against each other. Like, when's the last time, if ever, that Ohio State and Michigan have faced at the end of the year unbeaten in back-to-back years and being in the top three? Yeah. I Has got that ever happened? Know. Maybe not. And then, I don't course, know. And, then, and then, of course, all of the storylines between Jim Harbaugh being suspended at the beginning of the year to him being the whole cheating scandal uh, to, you know, just there's so much on the table this year. And because of what we're seeing and what we talked about last episode about, you know, these other teams and, you know, what what the landscape's looking like with potential CFP Final Fours, I don't think the team that loses this has – a real good chance to get in at all. So this really feels like it's for all the marbles. So there's, there's so much on this one this time that, you know, 
everything's going to be scrutinized in this game and every little detail is going to be so important. Every inch of this football game is going to be so it's going to be, I mean, buckle up. It might be the most fascinating, most important, biggest Ohio state Michigan game, maybe in the history of the rivalry. And I know that's a big statement considering the history of this rivalry, but it may, it may very well be. We may look back and say this was the most important game that Ohio State Michigan has ever played. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, dude. I really am. But uh, let's let's not get any farther into it. Let's go ahead and wrap this one up because I got a lot of stuff I want to say next week. Uh, I've been sharpening knives. I've, like, cleaned ammo. I got all kinds of stuff ready to go for Michigan week. Um, so cleaning I don't out let your too holes. much out of the bag. Huh? Been cleaning, cleaning out your holes. Oh, come on, bud. I always am. Usually it's my own, but <laughs> but next week is a totally different story. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we're also going to have a guest on for that Michigan episode. I mean, the the plan is, I mean, it's such an important thing. We're going to do a little bit of a post game, but it's all going to be one episode. It's going to be a big episode. It's going to be 99.9% all about that rivalry. And I'll at least put a teaser out there that the person that we are planning to have on at this point, assuming nothing changes, the the, the guest that we will have on is a huge Michigan fan. And that's stepping out of the box for us. But we're going to have the ability to give him the platform to kind of prep his team so we can kind of get that out. Obviously, we'll do our job, but there may be some bantering back and forth because that's all, honestly what we do best. Yeah, so I got to practice because I got to make sure I speak slower so we can understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not the brightest tools in the shed, but. All right, man, let's wrap this thing up, dude. All right, dude. Let's get through this weekend. Let's be healthy. Let's have a great Buckeye win. Um, let's hope that all my prop bets hit and I can start to close this away. <laughs> Um, but, uh, again, guys, you can check out all of our episodes on all major streaming services. They're also posted on our website, which is on dtipodcast.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page and our Twitter as well. We're still posting things on that all the time. So, uh, if you haven't get gotten a chance, go like our page, go check out our Twitter account or sorry, X account or whatever they call it now. Um, but yeah. Hopefully uh, next time you hear us, it will be after a big Buckeye win and we will be preparing for rivalry week at that point. So until then, guys, appreciate everyone listening. Thanks for all the support and go Bucks. Oh, H.